I invite you to take your Bibles, if you will, and turn with me to the Old Testament book of Jeremiah. The prophet Jeremiah, chapter 33, we'll begin at verse 14. Jeremiah 33, beginning at verse 14, where Jeremiah says, The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise that I made to the house of Israel and to the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this is the name by which it will be called, The Lord is our righteousness. Let us pray together. Almighty God, we give you thanks for your holy word and for this privilege of worship and studying together. And God, as I now stand before these, your people, this is your church. I pray that this would be your message and not my own. In the name of Jesus the Christ, amen. It's the season of Advent. Advent. God is doing something new, and it's a time of preparation. It's a time of anticipation. It's a time for us to get ready to receive and be a part of this amazing thing that God is doing. We are waiting for Christmas, the Christ Mass, the celebration of the Christ Child. Advent, getting ready for Christmas. Advent anticipation. Every time I hear that word anticipation, I'm reminded of a a television commercial when I was a kid for ketchup. You might remember, some of you that can, there were two little boys who were sitting at the table with their beautiful hamburgers prepared. They're so anxious and ready to eat, and they have the bottle of ketchup, the glass bottle of ketchup, And they're holding it over the burgers, and it is so thick, so luscious. It is slowly moving through the bottle, coming to the end of the bottle. Not yet, but almost ready to drip down on the burger. The one little boy's got his hand with his head in his hand, and, and he's just watching, and he's waiting, anticipation and behind it you hear Carly Simon's song anticipation anticipation it's making me late well we must not handle anticipation too well because we figured out the solution to that problem now most of the time you you get your bottle of ketchup it's no longer in the glass bottle it's in a plastic bottle that's designed to be turned upside down so that the ketchup's already ready for you and as soon as you open it up you can squeeze that bottle and send the ketchup flying onto your burger at a high rate of speed we don't wait anymore but anticipation It's that waiting. It's that sense of something is happening that's worth it. When you would watch that bottle as it was being poured out and the song Anticipation singing, this is going to be so good. 
anticipation. Jeremiah is helping to give an image to the people of Israel of anticipation, a sense of expectation, a sense of advent that God is about to do something incredible. See, Israel had just gone through this incredible devastation. In 587 B.C., the Babylonians had come in and conquered Israel, conquered Judah. The temple of Israel had been destroyed, the temple in Jerusalem destroyed, and, and the king had been removed from the throne. Now think about what that meant. Think about how that felt. The temple was destroyed, leveled, demolished. The temple was the symbol of God's presence. And the question then becomes, well, if the palace is destroyed, has the king left? If the temple has been destroyed, has God abandoned us? Well, the people were devastated. The king removed from the throne. The king was to be God's king to carry out protection and justice and righteousness for the people. And now their king had been removed and an occupying king, an occupying government, an occupying country was ruling their holy land. Their hearts were broken. They were now an occupied nation. See, they had been unfaithful and the prophets had been calling for faithfulness and now they were experiencing the consequences of their sin, consequences of their action. Their people now were scattered abroad in various places. They're now living as captives. Where is God in this? They wondered. What are we to do? How do we survive this? What does this mean? Has God abandoned us? Has God given up on us? Will God remember us? Will God be faithful? What about the covenant that God had made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Joseph? Will God remember those covenants? Will God remember us? You hear how crushed they are when you look at Psalm 137, verses 1 and 4. When you hear the psalmist write, by the rivers of Babylon, you see the Babylonians had taken over and now you're, you're scattered and the people of Israel are living throughout Babylon. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down and there we wept when we remembered Zion. Zion is the name of Jerusalem. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down and there we wept when we remembered Jerusalem. How could we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? I mean, there just seemed to be this hopelessness and this helplessness that the people had. And then Jeremiah gives them a vision. God gives them a vision. They get the gift of expectation, the gift of anticipation. God is about to do something new. God is going to restore you. 
God will restore the people. God will restore Jerusalem. This is a God thing and God is going to act decisively and God is going to provide for you a Messiah, the Christ. This is about to happen. Jeremiah 33, again, that we just read, the days are surely coming, says the Lord. This is a sure thing. When I will fulfill the promise that I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah in those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this is the name by which it will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. Now, catch again what's being said. He didn't say tomorrow, not today, but the days are coming. This is something you can look out for. This is something you can hope for. This is something you can dream about that God is about to do this. And God has now promised, I will keep my promise to Israel and to Judah. I am going to be faithful. There will be a descendant of David. There will be the Messiah. There will be justice and righteousness. Judah will be saved. Jerusalem Jerusalem, the holy city, will live in safety. The title, the Lord is our righteousness. Well, that word Messiah is the Hebrew word Christ. Christos is the Greek word. It means the anointed one of God. And who were anointed by God? The kings. God is about to send a righteous branch. This will be God's king. God's Christ. You hear it again in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1. A shoot shall come from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight will be in the fear of the Lord, he shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders and he is named Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Oh, we get a glimpse. We get a glimpse in the midst of the crisis and in the midst of the brokenness. God is about to do something new. From the descendant of David, there will be a branch. God is going to deliver the Messiah. This is not the end. Jerusalem will be restored. God will keep God's promises.
Anticipation. Anticipation. The days are coming. And it helps us to be able to deal with whatever the issue is, the crisis that we're living through, when we have a vision and a glimpse of what's to come. Anticipation. That word Advent comes from the Latin word to arrive. To arrive. We're preparing for the arrival of this Christ. The people of Israel, when Jeremiah was giving them the prophecy, they're they're now preparing for the arrival of this branch, the Messiah, whom we then know as the Christ child. There are two advents, preparing for the coming of the baby, Jesus, the Christ child, which the children of Israel were waiting for and we wait to receive once again each Christmas. And the second advent is the return of Christ when Jesus said, I will come back for you. So we wait. During this holy season, we turn the colors purple. Purple was a color of royalty because we're talking about the Messiah, the Christ, God's anointed King. And and so we celebrate the royalty of Christ. But it's also a color for repentance. So we use the color purple here in the season of Advent and again in the season of Lent as we're preparing for Easter because it's a time for us to recognize the royalty of Christ and at the same time our need for repentance. Our need to reflect. Our need to examine our hearts. Our need to be ready for Christmas, the Christ Mass, the receiving of the Christ. So we light four candles during the season of Advent. Each week we get a little closer and a little closer waiting till Christmas Eve when we can light the Christ candle, the white candle there in the middle celebrating what God has done, this amazing gift. Are we ready? Anticipation. We see it coming. It builds the excitement. And it's not, are we ready in the sense of, do we have all the decorations up? But are we ready in the sense of, are our hearts ready to receive once again the gift of the Christ child, the Christ mass? We love the stories. We will even have a live nativity here on Christmas Eve. We love to celebrate that amazing gift. Are we ready to receive Christ when He returns for us? When He comes to receive us again unto Himself, it's the season of Advent. There's an anticipation. Paul refers to it in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4, when he says, I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given you in Christ Jesus. For in every way you have been enriched in Him, in speech and in knowledge of every kind, just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you. And listen to this. So that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait, Advent, as you wait for the revealing of the Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
God is faithful. By Him you were called into the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So we wait. God has given us the gift of anticipation. We wait, we prepare, we build the excitement, we're ready to celebrate. Anticipation, it's actually a a precious gift that God gives to us. I remember when I was in seminary, my preaching professor and a person who became a great mentor in my life was Dr. Fred Craddock. And Fred Craddock would often share with us, he said, you know, the gift of anticipation is precious. And he said, for example, when you're going to go visit shut-ins in your church, call them and make an appointment. He goes, now that may seem odd because if they're shut-ins, odds are they will be home or they will be in the assisted living or they will be wherever it is that they are when you're going to see them. But call them and, and make an appointment. Why? He said, give them the gift of anticipation. They now know my pastor is coming to see me on Thursday, Thursday at two. When they're talking to their friends and going, yes, I have to be home on Thursday, as if they might be somewhere else. But I need to be home on Thursday at two because my pastor is coming to see me. He said, it's the gift of anticipation, like when you know Family is coming to see you. You get excited about it when our, our kids' grandparents, our parents, my kids' grandparents would, would be coming to visit us. It was fun to watch as the kids would go to the door, look out the window to see, are they here yet? Not yet. They would go back, are they here yet? Not yet. And they keep going and looking out the door and this anticipation and excitement is building and then they see the car pull in the driveway. There's grandma and grandpa and the next thing you know, they're running through the house going, they're here. They're here. They're here. There's something about anticipation, expectation. It gets us ready so that when the event occurs, we're prepared for it. It's kind of like a pregnancy. There's excitement when we find out that there's going to be a new child in our lives and a, a new child in our family. And, and we want to know, well, what's the due date? And, and that's so that we can get ready that, man, about this time, we're going to be ready for this child. And, and all this expectation starts looking toward the time of arrival. We get everything ready for it. We get the nursery ready and and we have the family gatherings and the gatherings of friends and showers and, and we provide gifts for a child that's not even been born yet. But we want to be ready to receive that child. We want them to have everything that we can possibly provide for them. And then we get to see the ultrasounds and we get to, to realize, ah, oh, there's an image There's an image of the child and the expectation builds and builds. And as the due date gets closer, we get more and more excited. And if the due date goes by, we even start getting a little frustrated. We're waiting for this kid. Come on, kid. We want to see this child. We get so excited. Advent is our getting ready for this baby, God's child. 
Because God is doing something amazing here. God is not leaving us aside. When we found ourselves in our bondage and our brokenness, God chose not to leave us alone, but gave us an image, a vision. And we now celebrate the reality of that vision and the coming of the Christ child, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And an image and a vision of Christ returning again to receive us. Advent. It is a time of anticipation to celebrate the Christ. To give thanks to God with a sense of awe and excitement. Anticipation. As we get ready for it we realize when this happens, it is going to be awesome. And we want to be ready. Our hearts ready to receive this child. So we wait. Come, thou long-expected Jesus. Amen.